welcome to Side Talks. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Rachel Morgan, and I um, am the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. I'm trying a different voice today, and um, yeah. How are you, Corey? I don't really know how to respond to this. <laughs> I mean, you could try to meet me at my level. You could try to meet me at my level. I, what, what's the equivalent? Like, because I don't want to do like the vocal fry thing, right? Right. So, like, so, like, I could talk like this, like. Like lower my voice. I think we might get more listeners if I talk like this and if you talk like that. Okay, well we can try it. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's do a podcast now. Uh, I'm okay? not gonna. I'm not gonna continue this voice. It's not much. Different. Neither am I. Neither am I. Yeah. All right. That's enough. Side talks. We're a podcast. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called "Phone a Friend," where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBroBro, it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. So what have you been watching, dude? Oh, my gosh. I have a very exciting one that I never saw in my in my 90s days. Um, but Tony had seen it. He couldn't believe I hadn't seen it. So we had to watch it. Um, another Jodie Foster joint. Uh-oh. Contact. I'm scared. Oh, God. Wait, what are you saying? Oh, God, for contact Sam? is great. Contact Sam? is so good. Oh, my God. Sam, add contact to the list of Holy our, the shit, shit we're going to fight about. Well, um, okay, I was actually wondering about this because I wondered how you felt about this. I was like, this is a tough one. Like, does Rachel hate it or love it? Like, how do you, I don't know. Um, do you, do you want to save that for a fight? I'm going to save that for a fight. Then I'm, I'm more interested to know right now, Lisa, what you thought. Okay. I thought Jody was great. <laughs> I mean, does that at least, do you at least agree with that? When is Jody not great, though? I mean, other than when she's behind the camera directing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big time. <laughs> I I thought she was great. Um, okay, so let me see. I've took a few notes here. Okay, I will say that um, when uh, Bebe McConaughey showed up, I mean, he looks hot here. <laughs> hot. I particularly like it. Like, I guess nowadays you sort of a chiseled man face, and that's fine. But I think there's something about 1997 McConaughey that really worked, really worked for me. Um, so, you know, that's, Sexy that's, hot. I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, I mean, it was really like action packed. There was a lot going on. Honestly, there were multiple times where we paused it and I thought, you know, we're going to, you know, to do something else to talk about it or whatever. And I thought we've got to be near the end. Right. And then oh, no. positive like another hour and a half left. I was like, what is going on? And this is the longest movie ever made. So a lot happened. So it is a wild ride, literally. And um, I kept saying this time I thought she went to space. Like, doesn't she go to space? And uh, we were well into the movie. And there was like, no sign of her going to space. And he's like, <laughs> you just wait. Uh, so um, I, let's see, let's see. Okay, let me see my notes. Um, okay, well, oh, also, they, what, the first time they, like, had an intimate moment um, in the Puerto Rico times, um, when she was down there using their satellite, yeah, that they were lying naked in bed after having done it, and they start talking about her dead dad. It was a major boner killer. I felt like that was like she like, picks a picture up off her nightstand of of you know her as a child with her dad, and then they start talking about. It. I was like, this is what? No, not right now, guys. Not right now. So you know. Well, I guess they had, um, they had already done it. So. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Better after than before. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Just no, there's not going to be a, a second wind with anybody at this point. Um, and then uh, right after that, when the scene where, spoiler alert, Dad dies, um, the the shot in the mirror, Tony said, this is a very famous shot. And um, you remember this one where they're... Hell yeah. She's like running upstairs to get his medicine, which, by the way, why isn't it like 
all over the house. He's got something where he needs heart medicine. Like, why isn't there, like, it's in every room in the house. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, you got to find a way to kill the dad off. So, um, but yeah, and then she runs up the stairs and she's like blah, 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 running the medicine cabinet. And then you realize you were watching the whole thing from the mirror. Whoa. Very 97, you know. Very 97. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis <laughs> yeah. trickery. Oh, Zemeckis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also 90s, there's a lot of scrunchie wearing. She wore many scrunchies. I noted several different scrunchie ensembles and different kind of 90s, you know, where it's like half up, half down, yeah. maybe a loose braid. Some, you know, some really good, solid, you know, attractive, but clearly 90s um, hair styles and accessories. Ooh, Lisa, and, you know, um, can I make a recommendation real quick? Please. Maybe a little Tumblr or Pinterest page just based on the scrunchie wearing in this film. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to get on that. Maybe okay, the whole thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I would so bookmark that. Okay. <laughs> um, But, I mean, there were so many things. Okay, this movie, it seriously was felt so summer 2021 because... Like, this summer, you know, it's pretty much been confirmed aliens are real. We're still waiting on that report, but <laughs> that's, that's happening. Everybody says they're real now, the government, everybody. So, like, you know, they knew that in 97 in contact. And then also what's happening this summer that happened in this movie is um, Jeff Bezos is going to space. And oh, yeah. the kind of super, super villain-esque, but maybe he's not really a villain, but whatever bald rich man with a house plane yeah. um, in the movie. John Hurt. He, yes, yes, John Hurt. Which, honestly, I didn't even know it was him until the end. I was yeah. like, John Hurt, what? So the no hair really threw me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he is very Jeff Bezos. Up, and he's totally bald, which, you know, also Bezos. So I think it was very uh, current for our current times where, you know, aliens are real and billionaires go to space. So I mean, that felt such a good point and you know what if this this thing is like psychic this is a conduct as a psychic film if it had just all taken place on the heels of a pandemic we'd be like what yeah don't forget the the subplot of uh right-wing religious terrorism oh my gosh yeah. we should have watched contact and been like let's prepare <laughs> let's prepare and too you know the signal that the alien folk get initially that they send back to uh the world is from Hitler introducing the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Oh. And and that was, you know, I guess a commentary or whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I think we need to do something about that. Because if that is floating around out there, I feel like we're going to get canceled by the aliens. So we should oh, probably sure. fix that. You know I, what I mean? think we're going to get canceled by the aliens pretty much no matter what. I agree, but I think Lisa has a good point. When the aliens, you know, if they were to come and say, hey, could you download us a little bit on, like, the last, you know, few hundred years of history, I think we wait for the Nazi shit. I think we don't, we don't, we don't, don't start, lead we don't with start that. with the Nazis. You don't lead with that, you know? So good <laughs> yeah. point. And we can learn a lot from contact. It's probably because it was, like, the first, the largest signal that was sent, the first largest signal that reached space or something. And that may be true, but... Um, yeah, it feels like, you know, we should clean that up just a little bit. Try something else out there. <laughs> I mean, if we can scrub the internet, certainly we can scrub shit for aliens, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and it had a lot of, I mean, until it really got real spacey, but, um, the real earlier part of the movie where she's using these satellites and out in the desert and Puerto Rico and different places, and she's, you know, hunting for these contacts and signals, um, it was very parallel to Twister, Oh. I mean, you've already got a Jodie Foster, Helen Hunt similarity. Just sure. Anyways. I mean, then, basically, Jodie Foster is a gay Helen Hunt. Hmm. Yeah. Let's yes. be real. Absolutely. They're so similar. And um, 
And then, you know, there's a lot of driving really fast, talking on walkie-talkies, and then there's a lot of machinery that's, like, tracking things and signals and machine, you know, all of that. So it had a lot of Twister elements. But I will say I – and it was a wild ride like Twister, but I think I like it more than Twister if I oh, had to wow. – But it's sort of an apples and oranges situation, you know? Oh, wow. Don't tell Helen I said that. <laughs> I will definitely leave that out of our conversation next time we have one. Um, okay, well, I, you know what, Lisa, you brought us a, a fight topic because, yeah, I don't, I don't really land very positively on this thing. I've been holding my tongue because I love this movie and, well, we'll get into all the reasons why. I can't wait for this fight. I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts on it. Um, you know, one thing that was a complete surprise to me, guess who else is in this? We've got a Busey. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, Jake. Jake, Busey. Jake he blows Little the Jakey. he blows the damn uh, machine up, and Tom Skerritt's in there, and Tom Skerritt's like, "I'm the arrogant man who's taking all the credit for your success, Jodie Foster, and I'm going to talk to the aliens." But he gets his ass blown up by Jake Busey. Mm-hmm. Oh, little Jakey Busey doing the most. Uh, yeah, oh, gotta and love the, that. Um, the Clinton stuff, like it was really quick. <laughs> yeah, um, and and Clinton was pissed about that too. He apparently, was he? Was he? I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. I, um, so I when the movie first started, and they at some point they referenced the president, and I kind of you know you just I just sort of think thought about it. Okay, what in '97 who was the president? Oh, it was Clinton. Yeah, but I was just assuming they would get some. This could probably be the president. Sure, kind of likely stand-in type presidential right. character, which is what most do. And right. so then when it was straight up for real Clinton, but like all Forrest Gump style, where they just used his footage and sort of put the actors like you know around him. Um, I was like, what? How did they do that? And so turns out that, um, they, yeah, White House did not like that. And uh, they said, the studio said they cleared it with them and they gave them screening screeners and all this stuff. But the White House, they didn't like it. And they, they said, don't do that again, Hollywood. So, you know. But, wow. um, and I guess they really haven't because I feel like every space movie or any movie with the president since then, it's always been some fake guy. You know, so, yeah, I, I mean, it makes it. And I look, I say this not really knowing the exact timing of this whole situation but I would love the fact that like this got through approvals because this screener was sort of as it you know as it would have been like a DVD would have been sitting on like <laughs> Clinton's desk when he was fooling around with Monica Lewinsky and that's why he didn't actually look at the thing because he was what? too busy what are you talking about uh, is this anyway I mean that's a whole film <laughs> Monica, really good Monica who that could be an entire that should be an entire screenplay right there that we write is just around <laughs> the fact that the contact little cameo got you know Flew under the radar because uh, Monica Lewinsky and him were fooling around on the couch, and and of course his unwanted cameo in Contact right. is the worst thing that came out of that. Maybe he called her into the office like, "Hey, Monica, I got this movie in here. They tell me I'm in it. Would you like to come look hey, at baby, it? Baby, you want to watch Contact? <laughs> it's the new one from the Forrest Gump guy. And they probably put it on for three hours, but you know he still wasn't showing up yet. So What's yeah, yeah, he probably, they got too busy. It's a long movie. <laughs> His team showed up. <laughs> oh, on that Cl- um, on that Clinton Lewinsky note, uh, Lisa, anything else you want to add about this one? Because otherwise, we better get out of here before we get in trouble. Um, I guess just that James Wood was really hostile to her in the courtroom <laughs> scenes. Like he was so aggressive. I was so mad at him about that. Like what a douche. Um, oh yeah, but I mean, when you need a hostile man, who do you call? John, James I, Wood. You, you don't call James Woods <laughs> these days. Uh, no, J- no, yeah, no. But um. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good ride and it was, you know, and at the end it said for Carl, for Carl Sagan. And so I, you know, I liked it. It was, it was a fun a space movie to go. Oh, also I thought it was interesting that many years later, Matthew McConaughey would go and make like the same space movie, you know? That's true. So, yeah. That's a uh-huh. good point. Make that connection. Uh-huh. Why do we all want to get hot little McConaughey in space? Here's, here's how I know, He needs to be down here walking among us. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> hot, hot take, contact is better than interstellar. Oof. Agreed. Okay, uh, Corey, agree with your hot take. Oh yep. my god, I'm gonna. I can't wait to roll up my sleeves for this fight. Okay, I disagree. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I feel ganged up on a little bit, but uh, you know, I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time, Ross. Thanks for bringing us. Okay, thanks for contacting Bye. us. Bye. Bye. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Retractions. I just try to make that worse and worse every dang time. Well, I mean, you know, if we keep making boneheaded mistakes like the ones we make. Who's we? You and the mouse in your pocket? (laughs) Yes. Me and the mouse in my pocket. Anyway, Um, I did. I I put you on the spot. You didn't get it. This was pick a city. And that city we landed on was Cleveland. And you, Sam, really kind of rubbed your face. Yeah, in my defense, who the hell knew um, that... The Avengers, the 2012 first Avengers, filmed in Cleveland for New York, or that Captain America, the Winter Soldier, filmed in Cleveland for Washington, D.C., or, and this is something that I should have known, actually, that sequence in The Fate of the Furious, the eighth Fast and Furious movie, um, where Charlize Theron activates all of the, like, remote... um, like driving capabilities of every car in the city and turns them into, I think Tyrese calls them zombie cars. Charlize. All these these zombie cars uh, drive out of like a a parking garage and they're just like, just a a whole armada of cars like chasing after Vin Diesel or whatever's going on at that point in the movie. I don't remember. Um, Anyway, all of that was shot in Cleveland too. Who the hell knew? Um, Anyway, now um, you know. Now we all know, and uh, we regret the error, and we are happy to set the record straight that the fate of the Furious was shot in part in Cleveland. Man, Cleveland bringing the drama and the heat and the Charlize. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we apologize. You know, sometimes we get things wrong. Fate of the Furious, all. not one of the better Fast and Furious movies. Eh. Looking forward to Fast 9, though. F9. F9. Please. And now, fast film terms. That sounds like a fast film term, but Doesn't it was it? so quick, I couldn't quite tell. So, f- Well, um, these are not as fast as usual, Uh-oh. but they take a little bit more mm, description. But do you know what plasma is? As in a plasma screen, right? Well, I know about a plasma screen, but I couldn't tell you like the qualities that make it yeah. plasma. Yeah. Well, we know what a pixel is because that's going to get used. And as pixels, just you know, to be sure. really reductive, it's a tiny little dot of light. Yep. It takes a bunch of those to make up an image, right? Yep. And so a plasma screen is a particular style of monitor, style of, of display, right? Yeah. And it's comprised of hundreds of thousands of tiny gas-filled little cells. That are sandwiched between two sheets of glass. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and when an electric charge is applied to one of these little gas-filled cells, it emits light, making up one of the thousands of pixels on the screen. And if you have that in your uh, motion-smoothing soap opera mode, you can make movies look terrible. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Tur- turn um, that off, folks. And so that's that plasma technology, but I'm really glad that I don't have to really worry about that much. Like, I just get to look at the screen and not really think about how how that beautiful... Charlize Theron ended up on it, you know? Um, but I've got another one for you. This one's kind of more fun, I think. Okay. What's a snorry cam? Is that a funny word? Snorry cam? Snorry cam. Um, well, it sounds like something you like you would wear with like um, uh, a mask while yeah, you're asleep to help you breathe, but uh, I, I don't know. 
Well, this is not what that is. Okay. This is a, a funny term that I had actually not heard before. Okay. Um, it is a camera rig. You, you're going to know the shot that this that this gets. Uh-huh. It's a camera rig that's attached to the body of an actor to create that effect of the background moving yeah. while the actor is, is, even though they may not be stationary, they appear very stationary yeah. because the camera is being worn, right? Yeah. And so I'm sure you can think of a million examples of I this and how, and how strange it is. There's this one of these in The Hangover. Right. You know, when they like sit up and the whole room is moving and to sort of expresses this sort of feeling of a still being kind of drunk and also being very sick, right? Um, And so that, yeah, the subject remains seemingly stationary. This is also known as a chest cam or a body mount cam. Okay. So, sorry cam. It's kind of a fun word. That is a fun term. So, yeah. That's the fast film terms for today. for listening to Side Talks. I came out that hot. Yeah, you did. We are your own personal cinematic UPS and FedEx. All right. Yeah. I'm familiar with those companies. Yeah, I'm going to take FedEx because I like the logo better. Okay. Fair enough. Thanks to Batwell Studios. Check us out online at SidewalkFilm.com or at, or I'm sorry, SidewalkFest.com. Thank you. And at SidewalkFilm on social media, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And these are resources... Uh, where you can find more information about what's going on at the cinema and about the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival this August, downtown Birmingham, theater district, air conditioning. Yeah, all the above. It's going to be a real fun time. And and thank you for listening, and thanks to Splash 96 for our music. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.